welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, and I'm going to start out today's radio show with a confession. <laughs> so, I'm, ready? I'm going to confess something. When it comes to being able to think clearly, when it comes to being motivated, when it comes to even being, I don't know, friendly, after about <laughs> 6 o'clock, <laughs> I'm shot, you know? It, it just, I'm not good. Not a.m. It doesn't start that yeah, early. PM, right. right. So, um, you know, coaching clients, our coaches, employees, people know this. Basically, uh, Tim in the evening is something to be avoided. Tim in the morning, good thing. And you know what? I'm not alone. Most people have their best energy in the morning. Uh, most people are feeling more optimistic. Most people are feeling more everything in the morning. And you know, guys, um, I used to think I was a freak because I'd almost feel a little bit like I was crashing at the end of the day. But I researched it, I studied it, I talked uh, with other successful people, I read lots of books, and you guys, you know, have probably a lot of, you've done the similar things as far as reading biographies, and you'll find the consistent thing amongst all, pretty much all entrepreneurs, all uh, authors, all anybody, is that they will essentially have their most productive time in the morning. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, your biological clock determines when you're going to be doing, you know, have this energy, that energy, and I get all that, and that's probably true. But the fact is, is that in the morning, you have, your body is literally physically the most in balance. If you're a man, your testosterone level is higher. Um, if, you know, you're, you're not spent from having, you know, done a lot of actual work that day, you're not, you know, all those types of things. So the thought is, and why I'm sharing this with all you guys, is because you're probably just like me, or rather I'm just like you, where the fact is is that you're more productive in the morning. And the morning is defined as, let's say, depending on where you are. I mean, Julie and I used to start coaching, used to, not anymore, at 5 a.m. And we coach every day till about 1 p.m. We did that for a long time, um, years. Uh, yeah, that was hard. But the thing is, is we knew that we'd be more productive in the morning and we'd produce better coaching calls. We would do a better job for all of you guys and all of our coaching clients. Now, this was years ago, but it's still true that the mornings are our most productive time. So here's a thought for you. Um, if you're being honest with yourself and if you're realizing that you, too, have the most energy and enthusiasm, if you have the most intellectual horsepower <laughs> in the morning – then you need to leverage that. Don't fight it, accept it, embrace it, and then do all your heavy lifting first thing in the morning. So what we're going to talk about today, and this is Julie's topic idea, and I thought it was fantastic, really, is we're going to talk about things that you can do to create an absolutely unstoppable, killer morning routine. And that morning routine is going to become a ritual. So the mindset, again, as you approach this information is, how can you get the most out of your day? How can you get the most out of your week, month, year? How can you get the most out of your career? And we're here to hopefully convince you that by focusing all your best energies every single day on the morning. Now, morning is defined as, for most of us, let's say, for example, you know, 6 a.m. till noon. Focus all your most important activities on that particular part of the day. And even if the rest of the day doesn't go great, it doesn't matter, because in the morning you did what you were supposed to do. So, Julie, how many points do you have for us today? We have 10 powerful points. 
about how to take control of your morning forever. So I'm ready if you are. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'd like to start out with a quote from a great book. This is on our reading list. So if you're a coaching client of ours, go to your resources section, click on our reading list, and you'll find this there. It's a book called The Miracle Morning, and here's one of my favorite quotes. Every day that you and I wake up, we face the same universal challenge. It's the challenge to overcome mediocrity and to live to our full potential. And when I read that again recently, I kind of reminded myself of certain maybe birthday milestones or things like that where I go, how did, how, where did the time go? How did that happen? How can I be this old? Right? Then I, when you read The Miracle Morning, it's like, well, that happens one morning at a time, one day at a time. So you know, it's easier to control smaller increments of time. So two facts before we get started on the points. Fact number one, controlling your morning routine sets the tone for your success the rest of the day. The second fact you can control your morning with a few easy proven rituals to start off right. So if you're somebody that just has kind of accepted that your morning is out of control all the time and you're kind of a victim of your own lack of scheduling, well, get out of your head and remember, you can, absolutely, you can control your morning. That's what the book The Miracle Morning is about, and that's what our show is about today. So point number one, and a lot of people are going to be not liking this point, but it works so well, it says, Start earlier. Just 20 minutes before everyone else wakes up can make all the difference. Take that 20 minutes and just breathe, like a morning meditation type of thing, before the chaos ensues. Especially, you know, you guys, this is the week of uh, kids going back to school, and if it's not that, it's during the holidays. Or there's always things going on. So if you can get a head start to your day, I do this, and I find it makes a huge difference versus running it up right until the, you know, the last second of sleep-in time, you're basically, when you do that, you're setting the tone to be behind the rest of the day. So this is a simple thing, and we're not talking about starting two hours earlier, although in the Miracle Morning he does talk about the benefits to ratcheting it earlier and earlier, but just start with 20 minutes before everyone else wakes up, take that 20 minutes, get a grip, maybe just breathe. So point number two, Tim, make the conscious decision that you will be in control of your day. Affirmations like, I am in control of today. This is going to be my best day ever. Does that make sense, Tim? It does. It absolutely does. And so um, that's the affirmation you give yourself. But uh, point number two, let's talk a little bit more about that. So make a conscious decision that you will be in control of your day. And, and like Julie said, the affirmation is, I am in control of today. This is going to be my best day ever. So the mindset, again, is that in the morning – you start the day off with the right, right thought. You know, Julie said something on point number one that I'm going to repeat in a slightly different way. Um, I was certainly guilty of this for most of my adult life until I stopped doing it probably about 15 years ago. When that um, alarm goes off in the morning, if you basically don't get your butt out of bed and start on a morning ritual, you're setting yourself up to have a really piss-poor mindset. Because what you did is the official start of your – the day has started, and you're saying, screw the day, I'm going to stay in bed longer, <laughs> right? right? You're basically – you're giving yourself a psychological issue to overcome right away because your body wants to start, and you're saying, no, I'm not quite ready for no. the day. I'm just going to stay here a little <laughs> bit longer. That has a um, – accumulation effect eventually starts to wear down versus if you were to say, for example, follow a ritual, which at least I'm going to be getting some micro points here in a second, and then have the energy and enthusiasm. Now I'm going to give you guys a little secret. You can fake it. It's perfectly fine if you fake it. Matter of fact, 
when you're starting any sort of new habit like this, I promise you it's not going to feel natural. Your body's going to resist it. You actually might feel groggy for the first couple of weeks that you're doing this just because you're changing your behavior pattern. But it's worth doing. So, Julie, point number three, which is one of my favorite points on your list. You got it. So point number three is to get into gratitude for a few moments before you do anything else. Keep it simple. What three things are you most grateful for at this very moment? It's amazing just to be alive. Appreciate your breath, your family, the experience you have. Maybe you just appreciate having a blue sky today or the birds on your bird feeder. But this is a habit of noticing good things first thing in the morning, not negative things. And I, I find Mondays are my most challenging day for this. So again, it's a habit that we have to get into. And I think making gratitude a habit you got to simplify it and, and literally just say, what are the three things I'm most grateful for right now today? And it, it can be something as simple as the fact that you, know, you woke up on time and didn't hit the snooze button. You can be grateful for that. That's something you're working on. It could just be that it stopped raining today for some of you. It could be, I know a lot of you guys are saying, uh, you know, it's great the kids are back in school. So have some gratitude early on in the morning because if you don't, especially when you're battling with maybe not being a natural morning person, it's so easy to see the negative things. I mean, how many people, their first thought when that alarm clock goes off is maybe even a swear word, right? You're starting out negative. So the gratitude erases that and it resets you for the day, but you've got to do that actively and consciously, and that's why we keep it to three things, just to keep it simple and an easier habit to create. So Tim, when point I, number four, but, go ahead. To, but to, to, to just uh, guys, get a, a gratitude yeah. journal. Uh, get a gratitude journal. So there's gratitude apps out there you can do on your iPhone. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing about handwriting it um, is that you actually are engaging your brain at a higher level. Something else, I know this is just a little life hack, but it's worth mentioning. If you write in uh, cursive or script, actually engages both sides of your brain. So when you're keeping your gratitude journal first thing in the morning, write in script the things you're grateful for. Why? Because when you are uh, looking at what you were grateful for yesterday, if you're waking up in a crabby mood, you'll look at the things you were grateful for yesterday and you'll read those things, and that will get your gratitude juices flowing so when you're making today's list. And, yeah, it's okay if it overlaps. It's okay that if, you know, you might be writing down the, five, ten, you know, the same five or ten things every day, but, you know, that's okay. It's not a competition. It's just basically putting your mind. grading you. No one's grading you, right. It's just, it, 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 you know, in the journal, you can also write down, um, you know, it's, here's a little fun experiment. You guys should try this, do this now. You can do this mentally. Um, well, not right, right now because you're listening to the radio. But write down how you actually physically feel. Uh, you know, and for the most part, it's going to be good, bad, and different, right? And then write down 20 things that you're gra uh, grateful for. Your family, your, you know, you're this, you're that, the other. Write all the things down. It doesn't even matter if they're small things. Write them down, and then notice, just after having written those things down, how you feel different. Showing and practicing gratitude uh, is one of the most amazingly powerful things because what it does is while you're in the mode of uh, being grateful – uh, for what God has given you, that you cannot, uh, and it would not, your ego cannot coexist in those thoughts. So the fear that a lot of you guys allow to rule your lives, which is leading perfectly into our next point, the ego-based fear cannot coexist in your mind while you're showing gratitude. So the longer you keep yourself in that state of being uh, in gratitude and writing the things down and thinking about them as you write them down, 
the calmer you're going to feel, the more in control you're going to feel, the more you're actually going to sincerely know that your highest and truest calling is being of service to others. So the next point is so powerful, but I want to tell a little uh, quick story. Let me make sure I'm on the – oh, yes, number four. I'll read it, Jules. Practice, sure. a media free, practice a media-free morning no matter what. <laughs> there is no happy news channel. So we watched uh, part of one of the presidential debates the other day. And Julie and I don't watch the news. We just don't. I mean, we don't pay attention to anything that's going on globally. And some of you are going to be going, oh, my God, you guys are so out of touch. Hell, yeah, we're out of touch, and we're going to stay out of touch. Because the stuff that's in the news is so negative, and I had forgotten. So we're watching the presidential debates. You know, we're just, you know, it just was entertainment, if nothing else. Not very good entertainment, but it was. And the next day, I noticed that I was feeling anxious. I noticed that I, even though I'm consciously aware of my own mental and emotional state, I found myself seeking out information that was negative about the crap that they had talked about during the debate. In other words, they, I have allowed the negativity to enter into my mind, into my brain, and then my brain or my ego was seeking out reinforcements for those negative thoughts for the negative crap that they were debating over, quote-unquote debating. You guys get it? So um, media-free life is liberating. If you want to feel better about everything, start there. No media in the morning. That means no news. means no nothing. Literally purge all media. Do not check your Facebook feed. Do not um, – you know, it's going to be funny. Some of you are going to be going, oh, he didn't say I couldn't check Yahoo or something, right? No right. media, guys. Looking for the loophole already. That's right. Do not listen to talk radio except this one. Do not listen to uh, anything that's going to adversely affect your mindset because like the example I just gave you, it's like you know the good old-fashioned pebble in the pond. The little thought gets dropped in your mind, and you're not, you're not really sure how far those ripples will go. But I personally was feeling anxiety because of some of the stuff that I'd heard during the presidential debate, and I caught myself, and I'm sharing it with you. And please remember, guys, it's extremely powerful, media-free uh, life. No morning media, no afternoon media, no evening media. Guess what? If something happens that's really important, which, let's be honest, hardly ever happens, fortunately, but if something happens that's really important, you're going to hear about it. Someone's going to tell you. Someone's, you know, it's going to be unavoidable. For the most part, everything that's in the news isn't news anymore. It's crap. When Julie and I were growing up and a lot of you guys were growing up and Walter Cronkite was on the TV, you know, then Dan Rather, right, that was real news. Now I don't even know what it is. It's toxic. It's nasty. You need to avoid it. Julie, next point. Next point is number five, and this is an easy one to implement. Drink eight ounces of water. Now, this seems kind of like a simple, stupid point, but it's drink out eight ounces of water for every hour you're awake. Often you will think that you're exhausted, depressed, or distracted, but what you actually really are is dehydrated. And this, this was kind of an aha moment. I talked to my own doctor about this, and she was talking about the fact that you're 60% water and it's especially important after drinking coffee or other caffeinated beverages. Why? Because when you're dehydrated, they've actually shown, and I 
before I included this point, I did some research on it, and there's all kinds of articles written about the benefits to drinking more water. One of the things that happens when you're dehydrated is literally your brain does not work as well. So that tricks you into thinking, well, it must be because I'm tired. Maybe I'm depressed. Maybe I'm just distracted. Well, actually, you're just dehydrated, which is a lot easier to fix. So you're literally filling the cup. Since you're 60% water, don't let your own reservoir get too low. That's an easy thing to do. You know, you could just put, uh, you know, eight bottles of water in your fridge and make sure that you go through those and carry water around. I think it's easier. We see people all the time now that we live in a really hot climate that know this and carry water constantly. So this is something to implement immediately. And no, eight cups of coffee is not the same. So watch that. We're talking about water here. So uh, shall we continue, Tim? Um, you know, I was actually just thinking as you were talking, I just read a great article on Inman Select. Um, you know, we've been publishing a lot of in, on Inman, the radio show. You know, we're partnering uh, with Inman to really take the radio show to a next level. But, guys, if you are not reading the Inman Select articles, and, yeah, I know it costs, you know, you have to join. Your, but the thing is, is you're getting access to such cool information. Um, it's normal for Julie and I to be inspired by something that we read on Inman Select um, that we share with you guys on the radio. And, you know, the other thing that's interesting is that everyone's always – uh, it's an entrepreneurial's natural tendency to want to know what's next, right? And I, uh, you know, we, Julie and I, were pretty decent at predicting the original housing crash. I mean, it wasn't, in retrospect, pretty much anyone should be able to pick it out. But we actually were able to predict it uh, based on our coaching calls and seeing the housing markets change in several key markets across the country because we had coaching clients all over the place. We were able to say, okay, this is something different. Um, and then those of you guys who listened, you were able then to pivot your businesses and take advantage of the new market that was alive and well for five or six years. Now you've obviously pivoted back, and you're maybe in some markets you're focusing on the distressed market, but you're also embracing the fact that uh, the market's shifting back, back very much for the positive and will be in this mode for quite a while. But where we got our information is great sources like Inman Select. So if you're not a member of Inman Select, you really are going to probably be missing the next significant turn in the road. It's straight up, in my opinion, it is the best uh, source for information uh, for us, you know, agents, boots on the street, realtors, that there is, period, full stop. So, Julie, what's the next point? Next point is number six, decide on just two or three things that will make today a success. Write them on a 3 by 5 card or make them into your screensaver. There's also apps for this, of course, to remind you. But the point is to stay focused just on those two or three items. Keep it simple and remember the accumulation effect. It's not the great leaps and bounds that cause your success. It's the incremental implementation of micro steps that lead into greatness. So just two or three things. And I, you know, just from a coaching perspective, sometimes I see our uh, coach, when I'm talking to the coaches about clients and you know, they send me this massive grocery list of what coaching clients have to get done this week. And they, of course, are complaining about time management. And so how do you deal with that? Well, maybe you don't have to do all of those things at once. Two or three things daily. Maybe in some cases it's just one. If that means getting a deal done and finishing that negotiation out, that is a victorious day. So don't have these massive grocery lists of stuff that where I mean, the stuff I've seen, at least half of it probably doesn't need to get done at all, if not delegated or ditch it. So two or three most important things that make today a success. Now I always tell the coaches, make sure that those are dollar productive items, ideally. So just two or three things, and then write it down to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to that. 
And then point number seven, listen to or read something that enhances your mind. Scripture, inspirational or motivational books, podcasts, favorite quotes and poems. Remember, we're talking about rituals for your morning to go the way you want it to, to set the tone for the day. So your thoughts guide your day. Set yourself on the path that you want to follow. And there's an old quote that says, if you are not in control of your time, someone or something else always will be. It will fill in the gap. And that's why you've got to actively and consciously read something that fills your mind. That way you're in control of what's going into it instead of something else. And I know, Tim, you know, this plays into your, your um, you know, media-free morning idea as well is to fill that gap of space. Maybe you used to listen to a lot of news or something like that. Fill that gap with something that actually enhances your mind. It's amazing what you can pick up over the daily practice of this and what a big impact it makes. Would you agree with that? I do. And you know, um, I'm, you know, you and I both uh, meditate in the morning, not for a big long, t- we're not sitting around in, you know, some sort of, you know, Buddhist uh, temple. <laughs> you know, it's just sitting in a chair by yourself and meditating. And you can take the meditation, you can go as far down the meditation rabbit hole as you want to, but really what it is, it's a, an opportunity for you to be silent with what your intentions are for that particular day. You know, think about what it is that you want to accomplish. Now, one of the, uh, well, I hope you guys were listening to what Julie just said. Do not overwhelm yourself with too much crap to do. Uh, have, like, in your morning, uh, we're not going to talk about a specific schedule. This is basically that we're giving you suggestions, secrets, really, on what you should do even before you get into your work mode. Um, your schedule and what you do in the morning before noon uh, should be only focused on the five things that are actually going to put you in a position to help other people make money. And, Miss Julie, those five things are? Well, those five things are only, and, it, and those of you who are trying to memorize this because it does come up quite a bit, especially in coaching calls, think of it chronologically. Nothing happens in real estate if you don't, number one, lead generate. Whether that means marketing, prospecting, or both, generate a lead, ideally more than one. Then that leads to having to follow up on those leads, lead follow-up. Then you've got to pre-qualify. You've got to present, negotiate, and close. Then lather, rinse, repeat. That's it in real estate as far as what actually makes you money. Now, I realize there's a whole lot of other things that go on that appear to be making you money, or one could lead uh, to believe that perhaps you are you know, busy doing important things. Okay? But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are leading to a paycheck. So keep it simple. Generate the lead, follow up, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, close, lather, rinse, repeat. Perfect. So, Point number Ocho, I believe. Yes? Yes. Okay, and I like this one too because this is a, a really good reminder. Number eight, decide to be present today. Today is the only today you've got. This requires flexibility and using the saying, it's too soon to tell if things don't go exactly as planned. Sometimes the turn that's taken in your day is actually better than what you planned, but if you automatically get thrown off because it's not exactly what you had in mind, you're creating the problem. The problem's not creating the problem. So decide to be present, but also have some level of flexibility. There's an old real estate script. I can't remember where we learned this, but it goes, uh, what's the F word in real estate? And then you have to be really quiet, you know, because people are just going to think you're going to be potty mouthed. Okay, so what's the F word in real estate? It's flexibility, and we all need to have more of it. So keep that in mind. That always pops into my mind when I present that point. So uh, number nine, focus on what's important more than on what is seemingly urgent. And this 
is so critical in our real estate lives day to day. Focus on what's actually important. Remember the three things you wrote down that are important to make today great versus what is seemingly urgent. Ask yourself, am I being busy or am I being productive? Does what I'm doing now have anything to do with my top three priorities for today? So again, focus on what's important more than what is seemingly urgent. If you just go from your voicemail to your voicemail to your text to things that are barking at you, you're never going to get back to the three things that are most important. And every agent thinks that everything they do is highly critical all the time, and the world's coming to an end if things are not running perfectly. Accept the fact that that is unlikely <laughs> and that you've got to keep your focus on what is the three most important things. So, so uh, Julie, before you, before yeah. you round the bend, let's give sure. you guys some more practical hacks, right? These are ideas, mm -hmm. but we're going to give you guys some other practical things you can put in place. If you have things that are uh, repetitious in the morning that you know you can count on that are in alignment with your goals and the person that you are and want to become, it will make uh, doing the things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level easier. So, for example, you guys should write that down to our existing coaching students. You guys have heard me say that before. Julie and I presented it a couple weeks ago to a group of agents, and all of their eyes rolled, but all of them said it was one of the best things they ever heard. I'll say it again. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is the key to success. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So in other words, waiting around to feel a certain way, waiting around for you to feel passion, waiting around for this, waiting around for that will mean you'll stay broke. Part of your morning routine is to exercise. Um, have a system in place that basically makes it so when you get out of bed, you literally almost trip over your gym shoes. Make it so that you have a partner that's going to meet you that's going to go on a walk every morning with you. Make it so that you have something that's going to reinforce the behavior. Um, and then you can actually scale it out even further. If you have some kind of breakfast routine, I always make our family um, a smoothie in the morning. After everyone's exercised, I make a smoothie, you know, all that good stuff. It uh, gives us great energy uh, throughout the morning and most of the afternoon, you know. But the fact is, is that I have all this stuff laid out ahead of time, and I don't have to think about it. So I do that before we go to bed, and then in the morning it's simple. It's part of the routine. It's there waiting for me. Um, you guys can have accountability partners, existing coaching clients. Ask your coaches for um, connections with other coaching clients to be accountability partners where you call each other every morning at a certain time and it's not coaching each other or training each other or hounding each other. It's just reminding each other what it is your specific morning goals are. Um, the, I'll tell you one of my favorite uh, life and business hacks is MojoSells.com because the cool thing about Mojo is you turn on your computer, you log into Mojo, and all the research on all the expireds or the for sale by owners is sitting there waiting for you. So you put on your headset, you use our scripts, you hit their button on the screen that says, you know, start, and then the thing starts dialing for you. That is kick-ass because the bottom line is it's less for you to think about, and you can leverage that morning energy, the morning enthusiasm, morning excitement, right? And then you don't have to stop and slow down and research this expired or this FISBO. It's done for you. Remember, you can load your centers of influence and past clients list in the Mojo, too. So there's another great life and business hack, and there's a lot more uh, coaching clients. Make sure you talk to your uh, coaches how to reinforce your morning schedule. So, Julie, I think we have One two more points. Point. Okay. Oh, one more. Uh, okay. Let's see. One more, which is a very simple point. Make the commitment to simply never hit the snooze button again. When you are hitting the snooze button, you are saying, oh, no, life, 
I would rather look at the back of my eyelids than live you. No, it's more important to just hit snooze than get cracking on my goals. So one of the things that I did, and I haven't been able to quite get myself completely off of needing an alarm, but I used to have a backup alarm, which was like if I slept through the first alarm, then I'm giving myself permission to have that backup alarm, which is my real wake-up time. I just stopped doing that. When the alarm goes off, it's time to get with it. So stop hitting the snooze button. If you're using an alarm app, disable your snooze button. You can actually get into your settings and make it impossible for you to do that anymore. So just decide you're not hitting the snooze button on your life anymore. Done with that. It doesn't exist to you anymore. Make sense? It does. I think that's a great way to round the bend. And listen, um, if you guys are ready to take your business, and really if we're being honest, your personal lives to the next level, consider walking that path with us. We would love to apply for the job of being your coach. We have really a great group of coaches, people we're, you know, frankly really proud of, very enthusiastic, motivated, and it's simple. Just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, I know a lot of you guys have wanted to join coaching. I've been reading the emails over the years, but frankly, you're not either psychologically or financially able to pay for it because coaching normally costs, you know, $700, $1,000 a month. It's not cheap. It's a luxury item, no doubt. So what we've done is we've actually – and we're the only ones that are offering this, we're actually able to offer you guys an ability to finance your coaching. So your coaching uh, costs like 300 and I think 60 bucks a month, and that's for our highest uh, level product. That's where you have your own personal coach, weekly coaching calls, all the stuff that you would normally get that would normally cost 1000 If you choose to go the financing route, the payment is less, and for the first 12 months there's no interest. So you can pay it off in the first 12 months, you'll have no interest. Um, and then you have all the benefits of one of our breakthrough coaching clients. So for those of you who have been on the fence thinking about, well, I want to get into coaching, but it's not quite for me, or I'm not ready, ready to, you know, to make that commitment because of the finances or because whatever, whatever, well, guess what? We've uh, removed that um, objection. The other thing is, is some of you want to look at a six-month coaching program where we offer that as well. So we're offering our breakthrough coaching program also for six months, and you can get into that coaching program for $180 a month. Again, if you go the financing route. Now, you don't have to go the financing route. You can just go the normal route where it would cost, you know, for uh, – it, it would cost uh, either 1000 a month or it cost uh, – well, actually, it costs 1000 a month. So if you wanted to go for six months, it's $180 a month. If you wanted to go for 12 months, it is only 360 bucks a month. Hopefully I got all that right. If not, I'll get an email from our sales manager telling me <laughs> what I screwed up. But that's the gist of it. And you guys can learn more about that when you request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Hey, guys, listen, thank you sincerely for making this the number one listen-to radio show for agents out there. You know, there's, I mean, I don't know, 20 others, and we by, this by far is the most listened-to, and that's because of you guys. Um, Julie and I love doing this show. It's fun. We look forward to it. <laughs> you know, we talk about the outlines. We're always working on concepts. We listen to the feedback when you guys are saying we need more help with this and more help with that. We're totally in tune with what it is that um, you guys need to move your businesses. And often, let's be honest, your personal lives forward. If you have any suggestions for us, always remember you can email us. Just let us know if you want us to drill down on any particular topic. It's something, like I said, we really have a lot of passion for doing. In the meantime, again, thank you very much for making this the number one listen to real estate radio show. And, uh, guys, your homework is always share this radio show with other agents. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. Help us continue to get the word out 
that this is right now, and probably let's hope for the next 10 years, is going to be the best real estate market of our lifetimes. So do everything in your power to get your head screwed on straight to take advantage of this marketplace in such a way that you're able to help not just a dozen, not just hundreds, but thousands of folks so you can set yourself up financially so you can finally be free. If there's ever anything we can do for you, request a free coaching call at Free Coaching Calls for Agents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.